Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews. We did it, we did it together, and uh, it's just so exciting for me to just be a part of this with them, with all the 11 other players. It's truly an experience that I will cherish forever. Taking you beyond the ropes. Whatever you think is possible for you, or, or even what's not possible, you know, beyond your wildest dreams, go for it. You know, just go for it and think big and believe in yourself and don't let anyone tell you that you can't do anything. Unforgettable stories. He's hit some putts with it, so he gets his phone out and he just takes a picture of the grip and down the putter and doesn't say anything and he just pings it to Tiger. And of course, Tiger pinged him right back like, what in the hell are you doing with my putter? Do not touch that putter. <laughs> a bridge to the past. Years and years from now, Mr. Palmer, what do you want the legacy of Arnold Palmer to be? Well, uh, I suppose it's just that I have made a contribution to the game to help make it a little better. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and Golf Channel's Matt Adams. Everybody, welcome to the program. Pleasure to have your company on this Monday. A lot to go through, a lot of things that are happening. I know, I know we're you know still in the shutdown, even though it seems like that's starting to loosen up in different areas. Uh, some with the, I guess, consent of the the state or local government and some of it it seems like people are just getting tired of being pent up and they're trying to break out on their own i don't really know what the answer is one way or the other i do feel some concern for those who might otherwise be exposed but hopefully there's a way to figure out a path to all this stuff where those are at risk can be protected while at the same time people can try to get back to some degree of normalcy i was talking you may have seen this weekend morning drive we went back onto regular tv starting on saturday and and sunday for us in the weekend uh, crew it was john cook and jaime diaz myself and then gary williams and i was talking to gary williams about this report that i saw from this doctor i'm not sure if he was a scientist as well but he was a doctor from sweden and he was saying, you know, Sweden didn't really shut down like everybody else. Uh, they, they wanted the people to be exposed, so they build up the antibodies and et cetera, et cetera. I said, geez, that sounds pretty interesting. And Gary said, uh, again, a fascinating observation. He said, well, Israel's about the same size as Sweden, population-wise. And Israel went on a complete lockdown. Sweden didn't, as I was just mentioning to you. And and again, the paraphrasing and, and, and estimating numbers he said Israel lost like 200 people. Sweden lost 2,000. So, you know, it's that, that's what I'm talking about, that trade-off. How do you, where do you draw the line and all the rest? So that's kind of, as you well know, something that everyone's trying to figure out a pathway through right now. Now, we have the pleasure of hearing this. Uh, Golf TV who you guys are probably familiar with now from seeing them either on social media or hearing them through various mediums, including this Fairways of Life show. Golf TV is powered by the PGA Tour. It's a streaming service. It's intended for international golf fans, but again, they're generating content that's being consumed now everywhere. You can follow at Golf TV on social media for more content with the likes of the PGA Tour and one Tiger Woods. This interview with Tiger Woods is with Henny Zool, and they talk about a lot of things that I, I guess you could say off the course, like, you know, meeting Muhammad Ali or Michael Jordan or what have you. And she also spoke to him about the match where it's he and Phil Mickelson and Peyton Manny and 
Manning is Tom Brady, they're going to compete. Uh, we don't have a lot of the details yet. I assume it's going to happen in the coming days and hours of what that's all going to mean. And surely it seems like it's going to happen before sports are back to any extent whatsoever. So I'm guessing this is going to be pretty popular. I credit whoever came up with all of this. Here's Tiger and Henny. Hey, Tiger. Lovely to chat to you again. How you been doing? I've been good, Henny. Thank you. Yeah, nice. Um, today's conversation is going to be all about sports. Now, you're a huge sports fan and everyone is dearly missing live sports right now. So we're going to start off with growing up. What was your second favorite sport outside of golf? Uh, to play was baseball. Uh, yeah. I love playing baseball. Obviously, my, you know, my dad was, was a catcher. So naturally, I was a pitcher. So um, just playing catch with my dad in the backyard where I was playing ball with the other kids. Um, I grew up basically in, in baseball. And then uh, play a little bit more golf. Uh, I like playing baseball. It's like I like running track and I like running cross country, but I didn't love them. I love playing golf. Um, so the track and cross country kept me uh, obviously more fit for golf, um, especially in, in the summertime. Uh, baseball gave me the, the, the footwork and the, and the leg, leg strength uh, to play golf. And that's one of the reasons why my, my legs moved as much as they did is, is from playing so much baseball. Huh, interesting. Um, in terms of your sporting heroes growing up, outside of golf, who were the, the guys that you looked up to? I would have to say it would be Ali, then Arthur Ashe, and then MJ. And I love the story of you meeting Ali. Oh, Tell man. us that one. Okay, well, I've met him on, on several occasions. The, mm -hmm. But this is one I went for a, a practice round at Shinnecock. Uh, the year that Goose went out there. And I checked into a hotel. Uh, I believe it's where the Hiltons live. And so um, I'm checking in. I just have a backpack and literally my, my golf clubs. I'm just going up there for a, a day trip. Went up there, stay the night, get up there early in the next morning and go play golf. Yeah. And I'm in line at the front desk. And I get hit in the ribs, my right ribs. And it hurt. And I whip around, think I'm just going to keel all and hit somebody. <laughs> and I was so pissed and look around as Muhammad Ali. I said, Hey kid. I'm like, why did you have to give me a love tap that hard? You know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, was, he was old, but it still hurt. And uh, <laughs> I just can't imagine being hit in a ring for 15 rounds. Like they used to fight um, no. you know, back in the day. Uh, it's, it's just crazy. A hundred percent. And when you turn around and see Ali, you're not going to tap him back either. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to lose that one. <laughs> um, what growing up were your favorite teams and have they remained the same over the years in in all sports um yes there, there are on, there are only three teams yes okay yes, so lakers dodgers and raiders there are no other teams that exist <laughs> anywhere now do i like other players who play for you know other teams yes and i will root for them but there are no other teams Let's talk basketball. Uh, in 97, you played golf with uh, Jordan before one of his finals games, which is crazy. But tell us about that and how that day was. Yeah, I had won the Masters of that year and he invited me up to um, come watch one of the playoff games. I think they were playing the Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I went up there and hung out with him for a few days. And uh, no, it, was, it was pretty neat to be a part of, you know, to see what, you know, what he did. Um, did the, the training that they did, they had breakfast club and they needed to get up early in the morning. He, Pip, Rod, Harper, um, Rodman, sorry, and Harper would, would all show up and do their lifts and they go to practice, get a little bit of rest and go to the game. And then, um, 
repeat process. You know, they were they were locked in. It was it was cool to see and uh, just the, the mindset. You know, I can relate to that. I can relate to the intensity. I can relate to you know being locked in like that and um, being in that type of focus and that type of world. Uh, the only difference is in my sport, I just have to worry about myself. Um, they're trying to they have to communicate with each other, um, know the other team's tendencies, and have to and worry about different things than I'd ever have to worry about. Uh, but the mentality going into it was um, was pretty neat to see. Have you ever met anyone across the great athletes that you've known who is more competitive than you? I would say 1A, 1B, whether it's myself or Michael. Um, he's more, I think, outwardly competitive than I am. But I have my tendencies to be a little competitive at times, too. <laughs> Just a little bit. Now, in terms of basketball, we know you like to shoot around a bit. What type of basketball player are you? I'm not playing anymore. No, not <laughs> not with five knee operations and uh, what four backs. Uh, it just doesn't. I don't, don't do that anymore. There's no more pickup games. But I will play horse, and uh, I'll play horse with anyone. I'll, I'll shoot, and I don't mind shooting. I, I love shooting. I shoot in here at the house all the time. Uh, but the days of me playing a pickup game are long gone. I'm going to circle back to baseball and uh, yep. you and your dad mm -hmm. have those wonderful memories. And another memory that you have with him in baseball is when you're in high school, he took you to a Dodgers World Series game. How special was that? Yeah, I get chills just thinking about that. It was you know, game one of the World Series and uh, uh, we got outfield tickets uh, out in left field and um, uh, we were down one run. I think it was 4-3 at the time. And Kurt Gibson comes out with two outs, uh, runner on base, and hits one off of Eck, uh, hits it out. And he's the place is going nuts and screaming and jumping. I'm screaming. I, I can't hear myself. And uh, I remember seeing him round second, and he's giving the, you know, the little fist pump coming around second. And it was just exciting for all of us who are diehard Dodger fans to – and especially off of Eck. I mean, Eck was just a, next to Mariano, probably the greatest reliever of all time. And to hit one off to him was, uh, it was special. Having those experiences with live sport when you were younger, how much did that fuel the competitiveness inside you and make you feel like, oh, I want that? Yeah, it was, you know, I've actually talked about this with, with Keegan Bradley, you know, because he's, he's much younger than I am, but he grew up in the Boston area. You know, for me, growing up in L.A., uh, we had what, five NBA championships with with um, Showtime Lakers. We had a World Series with the Dodgers, and we had two Super Bowls with the Raiders. So I saw nothing but winning in championships. Now, fast forward to when Keegan's time in Boston, all they knew were the Patriots winning, uh, the Bruins winning, the Celtics you know, winning championships, and the Red Sox breaking the curse and winning a couple of World Series. You know, that's I got lucky enough to be able to kind of grow up in an era which – uh, being in LA that we had a lot of um, great athletes and great champions. And so I got a chance to witness a lot of that and to grow up a part of that. Um, it was just a winning culture and it was a winning town. And uh, for me, that was, I got lucky in that regard because I got to watch nothing but excellence for most of my childhood. One of the most iconic sporting venues has to be the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, you got to visit the Black Hole. Um, tell people firstly what the Black Hole is, who might not know what it is and, and what that was like. When, I, when we were up there, this is an early, early 2000s. So as, as people know, the Black Hole is pretty, pretty brutal. Get into it. And they dress up, they 
Helm us the face paint, the spikes, the pirates, the Darth Vader outfits, and you name it. And there is so much said that it was, it's incredible. Um, but I decided to go with face paint. So I had you know, silver and black, and then I had my Raider hoodie on. And it was a little bit chilly that day, and no one recognized me. And I was just a fan, just like every one of them. And we were screaming and yelling, having a great time. And um, I believe we were playing the Broncos, and we ended up winning that game. So it was a, a, a memorable experience. I haven't been in the black hole since, but I was up in the barrier one time, and I went over there, and um, they were yelling at me to come over there and, and take a picture of them. So I, I have to. I have to. <laughs> or, you know, they're probably jump out of the stands and, you know, kick my ass. Yeah, you so can't say no to that. I, I come, you know, screaming all that running and, you know, you know taking a picture with all the, all the, all the fans. I mean, uh, I'm a diehard Raider fan, always will. So we've talked about major team sports. Are there any other um, surprising sports or sports that maybe people don't know about that you follow? Well, when I was probably in my early mid-20s, I was following a lot of F1 when Schumacher was dominant. Um, mm. Michael was so far and away, um, well, the whole Ferrari team basically was so far and away better than everybody else that I just wanted to watch. And obviously not really prevalent here in the United States. Yeah. It was, it was tough to get. Uh, but anytime I could, uh, I would certainly watch. And he just dominated that sport for over a decade. And where I'm, if I'm in Europe, uh, I just talked to Sam this morning about it. And she said, yeah, I remember us watching darts. Because you, you know, they come out, right? They come out in the, the, the like the robes and all, everyone's into it. And you know, they have the chants, the singing, the, the, the papers, uh, you know, everyone's into it. And, you know, throwing their darts and just having a great time. And she says, really, people are in that? In that? I was like, yeah, it's actually pretty fun. It's pretty fun to watch, you know. And, That's uh, so funny. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when you started talking about this, I completely caught off guard because I did not expect for you to say darts. Yeah, but, I'm sure know, everyone in the UK is going to love that. You know, or you know, whether it's playing in Oz or anywhere in the Middle East or even in in the UK, um, cricket's pretty prevalent. You know, so sort of watch a lot of cricket, and then um, you know, I watched a lot of rugby uh, for a number of years. Yeah, and got to, got a chance to meet as you saw in, in Japan. Uh, we got a chance to, to play with, you know, a part three with some of the rugby guys. Yeah. Uh, I just can't believe that those guys don't play without pads. I mean, it's, in, it's incredible as big and strong as they are. No helmets, no pads, no nothing. This, this hit. Yeah. Uh, it's I crazy. think back is still sore being grabbed by his, as trying to catch his partner jumping into his arms. <laughs> That was so funny. Um, for those of you who may not have seen it, Brian Havana um, jumped on Hideki when uh, he held a part. It's a huge part. It was actually pretty impressive, but Hideki was not expecting it at all. Not expecting it. 230-pound guy comes flying into him. <laughs> I think everyone around there was completely shocked. No one more so than Hideki, but it was a brilliant moment. And those guys are really competitive. They were. Yeah, they, they are. I mean, just like you know, that's one of the things that I can. I, I truly love being around other sportsmen, of, yeah. uh, how competitive they are, um, no matter what they do, because that's what's allowed them to get to that level. And you have to have that type of drive and that type of willingness to put yourself out there and to understand you're going to have a lot of successes and you're going to have a lot of failures, um, but keep putting yourself out there. And as I've gotten older, to talk to the guys, of how did you keep your careers going? You know, I had this injury, that injury, this injury, that injury, rehab, blah, 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 blah. 
and yeah, those guys dealt with a lot of pain, and um, that's something that I think that uh, we all as athletes can can relate to. In terms of some main threads that are very similar across all sports, what would you say those are amongst the great athletes? I'll say commitment, commitment to um, the process of trying to get better. Um, it doesn't happen overnight. The, the people see the game time, you know, what actually happens during a game. But all the stuff that happens pre-game or it's the practice that leads up into it or it's the off-season training, the, the gym work, the amount of weight you got to push, um, it, it's so much. And, you know, the number of, we talked about this, the number of how long it takes you to wind down from, you know, an, an event. Um, the treatments, the ice baths, the um, being hooked up to a STEM machine. You know, there's so many different things. Depends on what your injury is, depends on what's going on. Um, but you don't get out of there for another couple hours. The game's over, everyone's leaving. And then the athletes got to start repairing themselves and trying to get themselves ready for the next one. And that's what a lot of people probably don't quite understand is, you know, how banged up they are and how much they have to deal with um, to get out there. And that's what we all understand as, as athletes. That it's, um, <clears throat> you don't out there for a few hours, uh, but it's all the other time that it takes to get to that point. In terms of professional athletes outside of golf, who have you seen that you think could seriously make a go as a tour player? As a tour player, as in a PGA Tour player, I would say no one. Uh, but as a senior tour player, uh, I thought John Smoltz could do it. I still think he can. Uh, I've played with him a number of times, and he certainly has the ability and the, the skill to do it. It's just a matter of him getting enough time to build up to, yeah. to get to that point, to be ready. Uh, the only other player that I think that could, could really do it, and he just turned 40, was, is probably Romo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's 10 years away. Uh, but he has the speed. He has the game. Uh, it's just a matter of, again, he plays in a tournament here and there, but it's not really that. It, it's about the consistency. You know, you have to delve into it consistently. Um, and then your off, off time, you got to be practicing playing a lot. And he has a lot of commitments to you know, uh, football and CBS, and that takes a lot of time away. Uh, that's what's hard is that you try and get that cross- crossover effect. and. Um, but they understand that being former athletes uh, in their sport, how much time it takes to be committed to a sport and to be a professional at your sport. And if you're not committed to the time that it takes, then it's going to be very difficult to uh, achieve the success that you want. But if they're able to do it, they're able to have a little bit of time. I see no reason why they can't. Yeah. Do you guys ever have arguments um, amongst fellow athletes of who has the toughest sport, who has the hardest sport? Well, I have the easiest sport on the body. I'm yeah. not getting hit. Okay. So, um, obviously, football is brutal. Um, you know, rugby is off the charts. Uh, you know, the, the, I mean, name other sports like boxing, MMA, you know, the amount of training, being hit all the time. Okay. I don't have to deal with that. You know, my for a professional golfer, your career is literally measured in decades. You know, how many decades did you play for? You know, Arnold played in 50 straight masters. I mean, that's ridiculous. Um, but that's, you know, that's our sport. You know, guys have won in four different decades. You know, I think I've won in three different decades now. And so that's how our sport is a little bit different, is that uh, we don't have a short window. We have a, a number of years. And so, like, um, I think 
Terrell Davis made uh, the Hall of Fame with Broncos in, what, nine years in, in the league? Um, if you're nine years on tour in our sport, you probably weren't very good. Um, as I said, we're measured in decades. And so it's just a different a different sport. Um, you can get away with not being in, in a perfect shape. You can get away with being an aging athlete. You can find different ways to get it done. Um, the ball doesn't know how old you are. And so there's ways of, of getting around it. Um, technology has certainly helped you know, the older golfers hit the ball just as far as they used to in their primes. I'm, a, I'm an example of that. You know, I don't swing a 120 some odd gram shaft anymore. You know, I've dropped down to what 70 now. And so um, swing something that much lighter or I've gone to a longer graphite shaft. Uh, the heads have gotten bigger, the golf balls have gotten faster. So yeah, you know, I still hit the ball as far as I used to. But apples to apples, I, I can't sniff how far I used to hit it with my older equipment. Speaking of competitive, you and Phil are going to be playing a match uh, alongside Peyton Manning, uh, who's going to be your partner, and Tom Brady. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, it's going to be Peyton and I against uh, Tom and, and Phil, and we're going to have a great time doing it. Um, all the money and, and proceeds are going to go to COVID um, and all the release efforts. Um, we haven't decided exactly what charities we're going to be donating all the money to. Yes, we're going to have a great time, but at the end of the day, you have to understand why we're coming together. We're coming together to help other people. Um, this is different than what Phil and I did like two years ago and uh, playing our match in Vegas. Um, that was just he and I just having a great time and trying to showcase golf in a different way. You know, we're coming together to showcase golf in a, in a different way, but also um, it's, it's, it's about charity and it's about, about that. And that's the reason why we're, we're all, we're all doing it. It's one of the reasons why we all talked about it and we all got on board together. And another point of it as well is that it's a great distraction for people at home. As I said at the start, everyone's really missing sport. It's going to be brilliant in terms of lifting people's spirits to be able to see the four of you out there playing. Mm. Um, how much have you and Peyton been strategizing so far? Game Not yet. There has been a little bit of trash talking already. Yes, there has been a little bit of banter back and forth. Um, uh, it's, you know, whether it's you know, I, I, you know, might need extra caddies to carry my Super Bowls because I have more Super Bowls um, than, than my partner. Or, you know, hey, I've got more more majors than, than Phil and I'm going to have to have a truck kind of come up there to the first tee and I have to, you know, you haul it out. You know, we, we've had banter back and forth and it's been fantastic. But it's, it's typical us, you know, that's what we yeah. do. Um, we like to get off the needle and to get, to get the needle, you got to be able to take it. And uh, it's been fun and it'll be like that when we play. Uh, when we play and compete, uh, there'll be banter back and forth, but it won't be as as, as rough as we have in our in our text exchange. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you uh, competing soon alongside Phil, Peyton, and Tom. Um, but Tiger, it's been wonderful to speak to you and to hear some of your sporting memories um, and some of your sports stories. So thank you. You got it. Thanks, Henny. Appreciate it. So again, it was courtesy of Golf TV. Henny Zool speaking with Tiger. Woods, Dom, as of this morning, are there any other details that we know of the match yet? There, there's nothing technically official in quotes yet, uh, but there, the Turner Sports, which is TNT essentially, TBS, yep. they have released uh, information that the competition will be on their air. So when this does happen, it will be on TNT on television. Right now, the date that's being floated around is kind of end of May. 
is what they're looking at right now. And you just heard Tiger say there, they haven't even picked the charities. All, all One thing is for sure, all of the, the benefit will go to the COVID relief, but they haven't figured out exactly how they're going to siphon those funds off yet. And they also have not ficked a, uh, uh, found a venue yet, although they have floated out the idea of medalist, which wouldn't be shocking. Obviously, that's where Tiger plays all the time, so it would be real easy for him, and I'm sure that he's all for that. <laughs> mm. That's interesting. I'm glad they're doing it for charity. The the other one, you know, I thought I thought after Phil won, what he win nine million dollars if I remember correctly. Yeah, that sounds right. I think it was nine and point I thought, something, but yeah. I thought after he won the nine or ten million dollars, that either at the award ceremony or the next day or or soon thereafter, he would announce that it was going or two or partial to and didn't announce anything. Kind of stuffed it in his pocket and ran away. So I'm glad that this time that there's a charity involved in it and that it's working out for, for everybody that way. Just, I think, you know, I know the the popular term nowadays is optics and this, that seems like a better optic to me to go that way. A uh, BenHoganGolf.com. If you get on to BenHoganGolf.com, you can see all the incredible products that they have available for you right now. We will, if you're not already playing golf, we will be playing soon. More than 50% of all the golf courses in America, do you know, are open right now. So if you want that set of clubs that's going to bring your game to the next level, then you want product from Ben Hogan. Check out their new Icon Irons. Check out the PTX Pro Irons. But they have everything else you need, too. Wedges, drivers, hybrids, fairway woods, putters, you name it. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com and see why. And it is a direct relationship. You and them, no middlemen, you're going to save a tremendous amount of money and get the best product you possibly can get with the name Ben Hogan on it. What more could you ask for? BenHoganGolf.com. Don't forget to at Bridgestone Golf. That is their website, BridgestoneGolf.com. You can get VFit. The golf ball is the most important part of your golf game. It's the one piece of equipment you use on every shot. So I, I always wonder how we go to what such great extents to make sure we have the equipment that we want, perfectly suited for our game, fit, all the rest. But we'll play a golf ball that we found in a stream. Find the golf ball that's perfect for you. Get V-Fit. Get started at BridgestoneGolf.com so you understand just how easy it is. We're going to have an old friend join us after this break. We're going to speak with the 1992 PGA Tour Rookie of the Year. It's called the Arnold Palmer Award now. Mark Carnavale is coming up after these words. So be sure to stay with us for that as well. And don't forget, FrenchLick.com. We're going to be going there in 2020. I know. We're going to get on the other side of this thing, and then we are going to party like rock stars. We're going to have a good time together, and we're going to do it at the French Lick Resort. You can check out everything about the French Lick Resort by logging on to FrenchLick.com. They're two incredible hotels, uh, their new suite tower, the casino, everything that makes French Lick what it is. It is historic. It's been there forever. It's been entertaining families and individuals and groups just like ours for a long, long time. It is well worth checking them out. When we come back, Carney on the Fairways of Life Show. Tour Edge continues their meteoric rise in 2020. Over 90 different tour pros have put Tour Edge into their bag, including staffers Scott McCarron, Tom Lehman, Tim Petrovic, and Duffy Waldorf. Tour Edge makes clubs for every player type, and they set themselves apart with their unprecedented 48-hour delivery on custom-fit orders and by offering a lifetime warranty and by building their clubs in the good old US of A. Visit TourEdge.com to learn more about their new clubs for 2020. Tour Edge, pound for pound, nothing comes close. 
Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone, from kids' fest to shopping, bowling, golf, and other outdoor activities. Or at the West Baden Springs Hotel, you can wrap yourself in old-world elegance, visit our luxurious spa, indulge in an afternoon tea, a historic tour, and multiple sophisticated dining options. Then, finish your day with a cozy carriage ride before turning in for sweet dreams. Only this isn't a dream. Visit FrenchLick.com to plan your vacation today. It's no secret that FootJoy Flex has been one of the best-selling shoes in the game for the last few years. You can literally wear these things anywhere. Well, they now have a version that's completely redesigned and fully waterproof. It's called the Flex XP. You can wear these to and from work, hit a bucket of balls at the range, play 18 of them, wear them into the clubhouse, or out to dinner. Many have tried this type of versatile shoe in the past, but leave it to FootJoy to elevate the category. Now you can start flexing with the all-new Flex XP. Learn more about Flex XP at FootJoy. If you listen to the wind, you can hear it. That's Ireland calling you home. Home to the greatest Lynx golf courses in the world, defined by soaring dunes, undulating fairways, venerable bunkers, and whimsical green complexes. From Royal Portrush in Northern Ireland, site to the 2019 Open Championship, to Ballyliffin, La Hinch, and Ballybunion, numbering among the Lynx golf masterpieces awaiting your golfing sojourn. Come home to Ireland and enjoy the most incredible golf experience of your life. Get started at Ireland.com. Boyne Golf provides the ultimate world-class golf destination with 10 championship-caliber courses spanning three resorts. Centered in Michigan's northern Lower Peninsula, the courses are the products of some of the game's masters, including Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross. From the all-inclusive vacation packages, elite instruction with the Boyne Golf Academy, tournaments, and so much more, Boyne Golf truly offers an unrivaled Michigan golf vacation experience. Just log on to BoyneGolf.com and take in all the splendor that is a golf experience unlike any other. TheGolfTravelGroup.com is a luxury golf tour operator that specializes in custom travel itineraries to Scotland, Ireland, England, Wales, Iceland, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, and more. Guaranteed advanced tea times, incredible accommodations, airport meet and greet services, private guided tours and private drivers, all in luxury vehicles, and they have a staff that's been doing it forever. TheGolfTravelGroup.com Welcome back to the Fairways of Life show. Pleasure to have your company. So I want to remind everybody to log on to Ireland.com when you get a chance we will get on the other side of this, and when we do, we want you guys to be dreaming about what could be. Uh, we're going to Ireland uh, for sure in 21, and we want to bring as many of you along for the ride because it's the greatest links golf in the world, bar none, period, full stop, because of the way the island is ravaged by the Atlantic Ocean, unprotected, such as Great Britain, Scotland, Wales, and England are protected by Ireland. Well, there's nothing to stop the Atlantic from slamming into the Emerald Isle. And as a result, it's got a very dramatic coastline, these soaring dunes and plummeting valleys, and it creates incredible golf courses. Log on to Ireland.com, and you can see it for yourself. And I do want you to see when you get a chance why Tour Edge is the place to go to see what you need with your game. The, the line is massive. I mean, we talk about the EXS220 product line all the time this is product that the best of the best of the best are choosing to play well you can choose it as well built in the united states a lifetime warranty 
and you don't have to remortgage your house in order to get some great product. But the product line is massive for whatever you're looking for, from that wingman part they came out with to buying box sets maybe for a loved one uh, that wants to take up the game. Uh, touredge.com for that. So I mentioned to you, excited to, to catch up with it. I promised him, I promised you guys that we would do this as we progress through this lockdown because we enjoy hearing from Mark Carnival. He's the Arnold Palmer Award recipient from 1992. That's for Rookie of the Year on the PGA Tour. Find out how he's doing. Find out what his thoughts are as we are marching, we think, towards restart of golf on the PGA Tour. Carney, how is life? Uh, life is okay, Matt. Um, I think like most people, uh, I'm, I'm ready to get back to work and get back to, uh, normalcy and, uh, but it's okay. You know, I'm pretty fortunate. I live in Florida and we've been allowed to play golf. Although I would say I have played more golf in the last five weeks than I have in the last five years. So, uh, but it's great. You know, I, I can't complain and, I said I'm fortunate, and I know there's some other people that are as less fortunate than I am. And uh, so, you know, I mean, it's been kind of nice. I was trying to remember the last time that I've spent three months at home uh, in a row. So uh, it's it, it's going fine. And th- this playing more golf in the you know last five weeks than you have in the prior five years. What of it? What what have you discovered from from the game after that much uh, playing of it? Well, I discovered I needed to take a break from it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I chose not to play this weekend because, again, as I said, I've been playing a lot of golf. And it, it was what, what was interesting, and, you know, some people could understand this. Most of your listeners probably not. Uh, you know, when you play a game, when you play golf for a living, you know, it's, it's, your, it's your job. And it took me a long time uh, to sort of get the – transformation of being able to play just fun golf and social golf without trying to be as competitive. And then when you play seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days in a row, it's hard not to fall back into that competitive mode. And, uh, I just, uh, I just decided, you know, I needed to take uh, a few days away from the game and, um, uh, schedule set the to play tomorrow morning, but, uh, it's all good. I mean, I say that in a way, and it, it's not uh, – I don't mean it in a negative way. And I had some friends of mine say, why well, you, you don't want to play golf? Well, it's just – you know, it's it, it's 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 been – it was a hard transition for me to, to to be able to go out and play socially without that competitive aspect of it. And uh, I enjoy playing uh, with people, playing golf with people. I don't care as much uh, about my score as – it is with being out there with friends and enjoying it. And yeah, there's a little wager going on, but not enough to, to make any difference to anybody. But uh, yeah, so it's, it's just was different. And I found myself uh, after playing so much golf, uh, hitting balls every day and this and that. And I'm like, well, what am I doing here? <laughs> I can't be doing this. So, <laughs> but it's all good. How do you think, I know it's, it's almost impossible to, to even find an answer to this, but how do you think, the current tour players are dealing with this. I mean, you couldn't even remember the last time you've spent three solid months at one place. How are they dealing with the fact that they're right in the prime of their competitive years and they've been on full shutdown at this critical part of the season? 
It, it's got to be tough. And I think, you know, certainly for some, some it's tougher than others. You know, guys with families probably are, and, and young kids are probably really relishing it. And, I mean, this is a part of their lives where they're, you know, again, they're on the road. Some of them travel with their kids. Some of them can't. Some of them don't. Uh, you know, it just, uh, it, it, it's got to be tough because of the unknown. I mean, yeah, there's speculation when uh, we, we have a possibility of when we, we can start playing this game again. But it, it still is a bit unknown, and, and there's no certainty for that. Uh, how do you prepare? How do you, how do you you know, go about your routine without any knowledge of, of, of when you're going to be able to, to do it. Uh, you know, it's, you know, you hear, play, you know, players like Tiger and how he's his preparation up, up to the bigger events. I mean, everybody's different. Uh, and, and I think sometimes uh, you, you go out and uh, you just, you're just trying to go through the motions. I mean, without, without knowing a certainty, I think, uh, it creates some, uh, I wouldn't, I, I'm trying to think of the right word to use, but uh, there is just, I think some angst and, and how do we, you prepare full bore? You just kind of go out there and, and sort of get the, the muscles going and, and making sure you're working on the right things, but trying not to work too hard uh, so that you, you remain fresh and, and your mind remains fresh. So I, I think it's a, it's a huge challenge for these players because, this was not a voluntary break. You know, players will take those voluntary breaks sometimes mm-hmm. two or three months or, or a month here and or some weeks here. I mean, they've had to take a force break now. And so I think that's the challenge of the mindset of not only golfers, but every athlete uh, that has to prepare themselves for competition. Because as you know, and all your all your listeners know, it's it's not just the physical aspect of it. It's the mental aspect of it. So it, it becomes a challenge. Carney, what level of confidence do you have? Again, I'm asking you impossible questions to answer, but what level of confidence do you have that the tour will start up in early June? Uh, you know, I, my level of confidence is I certainly hope so. Uh, uh, look, I, I, you know, everybody has their, their own feelings about, uh, you know, what's, what's happened and, and how we've gone about it and, uh, I think absolutely, you know, we were in a, in a situation that, you know, we had to take a step back and, and try to and get this under control. And, you know, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not an expert on any of this, but uh, what I do know and what I see day in and day out, day out is not only for the game of golf, but for the everyday person. I mean, we, we've got to, we've got to get our country back, you know, it's not going to be the same, but people need to get back working. I mean, people need, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's so hard. I mean, I don't think anybody, you know, wants to be not working. And I, I, I certainly hope so. I think, you know, I've heard rumors about different scenarios of, of when we, when the game of golf comes back and, and, you know, there, again, I've heard rumors that, and again, this is totally rumors because I have no confirmation of this, that the players and the caddies are all going to be in one hotel. Uh, I would imagine there's probably going to be a limited number of media allowed uh, at the first event. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see how how they approach it from the television aspect, 
from the radio aspect of, uh, you know, because we want, you know, the country not only needs to get back to work, but they need to see, you know, normalcy. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. And I haven't, as I said, I've just heard rumors of it. And I, I haven't heard rumors from anybody of, of any, any sense of, uh, administration or management. Just I've heard people talking about it and, uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, and and uh, you know that's another challenge for for all of us in the business is, you know, you know to what effect is it going to uh, have a bearing on how we do our jobs? Um, you know, when when you have people when you have broadcasters on the golf course, and uh, you know there's spectators out there all the time, and you know I, I've been fortunate over the years, at least I think I have been, because I've never really been called out for talking too loud, but I've been able to control the level of my voice. And, you know, I've been able to get a lot closer to the action. You know, is that going to be uh, something we're going to have to be more aware of? Uh, you've got camera people and camera crews and people moving all over the place. How, 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 how is that going to have a bearing on it? And, and where we go, I mean, you know, with, we're going into different areas of the country and how have they been dealing with, uh, with this, this pandemic. And so it's, it's, you know, you, you may not be able to go out to dinner to the places you'd like to have gone. Uh, and, and that's, that's a minor thing because, you know, you know, you, you can't go without feeling the, the sadness and compassion for, for all these families and people that have, that have lost loved ones uh, off this horrible, this, this horrible, uh, you know, pandemic. And it's, it's, you know, this is a, this is certainly something I've never experienced, uh, you know, my parents who were, you know, born in the, in the, in the 19, you know, 19, early in the 1900s before 1920, you know, they dealt with World War One and World War Two and all this other stuff. And, and, you know, we, at least myself, I've, I've never dealt with anything like this other than, you know, probably 9-11. So, but this, uh, this is certainly, you know, getting uh, to the core of our country and, and the way we live our lives and, uh, it, it's kind of been, it's without question, it's been a challenge. Do you think that this layoff benefits any particular players? Well, I mean, you know, you would think, you would think some, uh, you, you, you know, obviously Tiger uh, comes to mind. Uh, but I think now, I mean, if it was a month, I would say it probably benefited player, certain players more. I think the fact that now it's, you know, we're going on, uh, you know, we're going into the second month of, of no competitive golf. And uh, I think it's, I think it's going to hurt people and, and it's going to help some people. I mean, players that maybe have just had not had the years they'd hoped for. They've kind of been able to do a reset players that were playing well. Uh, you know, I, I, pro there's probably some momentum uh, that's going to be lost. Uh, it, it's, I think it's because we're in so in such an uncertain situation. It, it's it's going to be hard to tell, but you would think so. I mean, you know, common sense would tell you that it will help some people and it probably hurts others. Mark Carnival, it's great to catch up with you, my friend. It's 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 good to hear your perspective and your passion. And I'm not the least bit surprised that you're raring and ready to go and and want to bust out uh, again. And I, I wish you the best in terms of that schedule, as it will impact everyone accordingly but it's it's just good to catch up with you and get a chance to kind of get your perspective on everything that's going on 
Uh, my pleasure, Maddie. Always hope uh, you and your family and everyone in Dom's family is doing well. And everybody out there, I uh, hope uh, everybody has stayed self and health, healthy, and hopefully we'll we'll see everyone soon. All right, my friend. Let's stay in touch. You got it, Maddie. Folks, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this Monday. We had a lot to go through with you today. We've got another huge and special show in the works for you tomorrow. We're going to be joined by another member of the World Golf Hall of Fame who has won multiple major championships and distinguished himself at the Ryder Cup multiple times as well. I'm sure it will be a fascinating conversation because the path of the individual we'll talk to tomorrow i can assure you was not a normal path for people who played on the pga tour maybe it was back in the day i'm talking back in the 40s coming home from the second world war in 50s but not when he played fascinating 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 guest on tomorrow's fairways of life show we invite you to stay with you stay with us for that throughout the rest of the week when we're going to continue to hopefully entertain you with these great stories of golf be safe out there bye for now take your game to the max this spring with the all-new tour x golf shoe from FootJoy. fully loaded inside and out tour x delivers max stability max control and max comfort so you can launch it past your buddies the tour x wraps your foot in coziness with an ortho light impressions fit bed and a foam collar around the heel ensuring max in shoe comfort and support tour proven by players like kevin kister and rafael cabrebeo experience max performance for yourself with the all-new tour x shop now at footjoy.com What's your bucket list destination? Where have you always wanted to go? What's the number one thing that holds people back from doing that? It's fear of logistics. I don't know where to stay. I don't know how to get tea times. I don't know where to go. I don't know who should take me there. Well, I'll tell you who knows the answer to all those questions. TheGolfTravelGroup.com. That's why the Fairways of Life show has aligned ourselves with these experts. And is there some place you want to go, like the Open or a President's Cup or a Ryder Cup? They can take care of that as well. What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with TheGolfTravelGroup.com. BenHoganGolf.com is where you can go to see the beautiful product that's being produced right now, bearing the name of the legend. You know, when he founded the original company in 1953, Ben Hogan said he did it, quote, to design and manufacture the best golf clubs in the world, end quote, and that is exactly what their mantra is today, only it's going directly to you, not through retail stores, so they're saving that 40%, 50% retail markup. You can get the best, and you can get it directly from their master craftsmen. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com now. Nestled amongst the hills of the Hoosier National Forest resides a classic American destination, the French Lick Resort. Experience the ultimate in golf at the Pete Dye Course at French Lick, voted number one course in Indiana on Golf Week's Best You Can Play for 10 years in a row. The Donald Ross Course at French Lick has been named Indiana's number two course in Golf Week's Best You Can Play rankings every year since 2011. Come experience old world opulence amid modern comfort served with Midwestern charm. Visit FrenchLick.com. It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B, the Tour Ball. Reinvented. 
It's time for you to discover Streamsong, a new kind of resort that takes the everyday ordinary to the absolutely extraordinary. Three internationally acclaimed link-style courses by golf architecture's iconic foursome of Gil Hans, Tom Dope, Bill Core, and Ben Crenshaw that provide a golf experience distinguished as unlike any you've ever had before, with undulating fairways navigating through wild grasses and deep water ponds and lakes, towering sand dunes to find the unexpected experience of playing golf at Streamsong, the ultimate legendary golf destination set apart by the unexpected. Streamsongresort.com.